Now don't get don't get scared and start turning off your radios, huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, why well, you just have to go right on using it. I can't advise any other kind. So. Welcome to Bacon, Beans, and Limousines. This is a Will Rogers Memorial Museum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy. Guys, and I'm Bart Taylor. Uh, welcome on in. This is our seventh podcast. Excited to have you here. We're going to dive into uh, Will and him uh, participating in the World's Fair 1904 and when it took place in St. Louis. We're going to get to that, maybe give you a little bit more background that you uh, normally would know. So sit back, relax, and pop on those cowboy boots. We'll be right back. Thanks. And we're back. Hey, back. Hi. And we're back from a pretty long break, actually. We took a little bit of time off over Christmas. So we actually haven't sat down a podcast in a while, have we? We haven't sat down and had a conversation about Will in quite some time. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's. About time to get back to it. Good to be back here in the studio. Good to have the some studio. coffee. Oh, and uh, some coffee. I look. I'm looking over at Calvin Frank right now. Just S- yep. He smiling looks good at us, as smiling usual. At us behind the glass. He's looking good. Well, Jacob, what are we? What are we talking about this time? Because we've always got something interesting to say. S- strangely enough, even though this isn't a, you know, a very big period in Will Rogers' life, it's always been kind of one of my favorites. It's. Uh, in uh, 1904, during the St. Louis World's Fair, Will Rogers went and performed um, performed there uh, with some of the Wild West shows. And, you know, like I said, it's not that long a time in his life, but uh, something about World's Fairs always really just fascinated the heck out of me. Right? Yeah, and, and it's been since, what, 1984 in New Orleans since we've had our last World's Fair? In the United States, yeah. In the United States? Okay. Yeah, they have them every couple of years now, and I, which I didn't even realize that they, they, this is something that still went on, but it's... <laughs> It's one of those things I want to go to one before I die. I want to go to see a World's Fair. Yeah, we, we should just uh, try to get a World's Fair to happen in Claremore. Claremore, uh, Oklahoma. As, as soon as we can. Yeah, right Let's here. Let's at least put, put the name in there for it. Right here in the grounds of the Will Rogers it would, Memorial. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd do well. I think so. <laughs> I wouldn't have to go very far in that one. No, yeah. not at all. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it, Jacob. Yeah. All right, give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. We'll dive right into Will Rogers and the World's Fair. Meets me in St. Louis, Louis, meets me at the fair. Don't tell me the coffee's brewing any place but there. We will drink Tawian coffee. Oh, no, don't you try and stop me. If you meet me in St. Louis, Louis, and meet me at the fair. Have you tried yourself some coffee today? Take it in coffee. All right. Well, enough of this break nonsense. We're Let's, tired of taking breaks. Too many breaks. We just started. We've already had like three. And we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's dive right into this. Um, by the spring of 1904, if you remember, we had talked about Will Rogers was, um, just got back from his, um, trip abroad and he went down to South America, New Zealand, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. Anyway, he's back in the United States by this point. Um, 
by the spring of 1904, Will Rogers had returned home to the Indian Territory. Um, his trips abroad um, and his earlier experiences really taught him that there were really two very different careers uh, where he could pursue Western culture and lifestyle. Um, one of these was cattle ranching, which, as he was quickly found, that was um, not something that he was too terribly interested in, and you know, something right. that was. Um, it seems to me that he was, you know, loved loved the lifestyle of the cowboy. Just, just didn't love the work part of it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and on top of that, the the cattle business was in the midst of a significant change. Right. You know, it was becoming more and more unlikely that new cattle ranches would be something that was successful, at least as they had been uh, previously. It would take a lot of uh, personal investment on his part. Um, and then on the other hand, um, performing at Wild West shows. Um, offered uh, Will Rogers the opportunity um, to pursue the cultural and mythical West that he enjoyed, that right. that that uh, image of the West that we had talked about, um, while in, you know adapting to the changing culture of the West. Um, by, so by the time he returned to the United States in 1904, he decided that this was the preferred his preferred profession, the uh, cowboy entertainer, if you will. Right. So by the spring of 1904, this uh, marked the beginning of the St. Louis World's Fair uh, that commem commemorated the centennial anniversary of the Lewis and Clark expedition. Yeah, uh, Jacob, a couple of things I found that were pretty interesting about the World's Fair, uh -huh. and I'm guessing a lot of people don't know this because I had no clue, and I, I know a lot of stuff, mostly everything. <laughs> that's, that is true. That's, that's, one that's, thing. How I, that's how I approach life. That's on his resume and his business <laughs> cards. I haven't gone far. Bart Taylor. <laughs> Well, the world. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> My mother is going to listen to this and go, "God, son of a gun." <laughs> well, the St. Louis World's Fair uh, took place um, between April 30th in 1904, between April 30th and December 1st. Um, it's it's kind of unbelievable the the uh, efforts they went to to make this fair happen. Mm -hmm. um, they spent over 42 million dollars um, in investing in the in the grounds, which was about. 1,200 acres outside of St. Louis. And that was 1904 This is 1904, too. yeah. So $42 million to install. Um, you know, they had all kinds of stuff. Um, the theme was chosen for the fair. It was The theme was March of the Civilizations. Um, and basically, the uh, social scientists that were hired by the organi organizers of the fair, they planned out to make um, exhibits that had dealt with uh, ethnological aspects um, of life and yeah. uh, you know Anglo-Saxon life specifically, um, and um, some of the neat, neat things they did, showing the uh, human evolution, um, and some of the not so neat things that they would not be able to get away with in today's terms. Yeah. Um, recreating Custer's Last Stand, yeah. doing some um, Native American Indian battles, um, as well as showing um, uh, plantation life. They, they actually showed that in the 1904 World's Fair. Yeah, they would create small uh, little villages, plantations, things like that, so people could, you know, see what see what that was like. Right, um, and and this whole thing was um, this was kind of organized to be the centennial. Uh, for the Louisiana Purchase, right? Which um, so basically, when we got all the land from France, um, I guess they wanted to show, hey, this is what's happened, um, right? America rocks. Check all our stuff. You know? Yeah, and a big part of the St. Louis World's Fair uh, were Wild West shows. Uh, Wild West shows, you know, they they portrayed you know the Native Americans and uh, the cowboy lifestyle that was you know very widely popular at the time. Uh, a lot of these were happening on the out, kind of the outskirts of the fairgrounds. 
Will Rogers had uh, approached uh, a guy named Zach Mulhall. We had talked about Zach Mulhall in a couple different episodes. Before. That's right. He used to do um, host cattle, uh, or no, he used to host uh, ro- uh, rodeos back in the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, um, you know, he was around Indian territory. Um, you know, he was a cattle rancher, and he um, kind of helped promote some of these uh, rodeos. Anyway, he was working with uh, Cummins North American Indian Show and Rough Rider Congress, or just by short the. Uh, Cummins North American Indian Congress, as, uh, as it was called. Um, Zach Mulhall was an old acquaintance of Will Rogers, um, who, had been, who had been a promoter in several of the rodeos, as we talked about with Will Rogers previously. Um, Mulhall was in charge of recruiting performers for, um, for this particular Wild West show. And so he was able to get Will a, um, a job as a cowboy and a roping artist. Yeah. And uh, you know what I thought was really cool? Um, you know, he extended that hand to Will. Um, their friendship kept up over the years and will you know was always loyal yeah yeah yeah. i thought that was pretty neat um will actually went out to the mohal ranch for a little bit to basically train he accepted the job that mohal gave him as a uh, rider trick roper and uh, mohal's ranch was actually like 65 miles outside of claremore which was Mm -hmm. was pretty neat so learn that um one thing I did learn about, you know, Will and the ladies is there was uh, Zach's daughter, Lucille. Yeah. And uh, Lucille was quite the uh, the looker right here. You know? She was she was actually a, a good uh, performer, too. She was right. uh, she did a lot of um, not necessarily trick roping, but, um, you know, she would rope cat, um, cattle and things like that in the rodeos. That, and, yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Will actually said and you go to his book. I pulled this as usual. You goats. Yeah. Yeah. Will says. um the only girl he wrote that ever rode a horse exactly like a man. So, I don't know if it's a compliment, but it is, you know, yeah. she would t- might take it a little differently. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the um, initially Cummins show, his Wild West show um, in the early days of his um, of the show, it was almost exclusively uh, featuring the fading culture and lifestyles of the Native Americans. And so it was a little bit unique from other um, Wild West shows at the time. But by about the time that the St. Louis World's Fair came around, um, his show was a little bit more, um, he kind of created a little bit more for commercial appeal, if you will, and uh, kind of really fell into the mold of, you know, the popular Wild, Buffalo Bills Wild West shows right. where it featured like kind of the, you know, the um, wagon trains being robbed by Indians right. and things like that. Yeah. So it, it uh, that's kind of what it evolved into. You know, um, the, I, I saw that, and also, um, I guess you go to, again, points out uh, that Geronimo actually participated yeah, in Geron- that. Yeah, And uh, he, was, uh, he was a prisoner at Fort Sill for the longest time, actually, right? In mm-hmm. the, here in Indian tor- Territory at the time. So um, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, they said that he would do riding and roping tricks as well, and just like the Young Bucks is what they said. Um, another thing about the, the World's Fair I thought that was kind of neat is uh, – the the common spectacular Indian Congress um, was not your typical Wild West show. Um, it, the program was kind of described as like a historical, Aboriginal, educational, ethnological, um, and industrial exhibition because it it featured uh, all around eighteen hundred or I'm sorry eight hundred Indians uh, with bucks, squalls, and uh, papooses, all everything just to show pretty much their lifestyle, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and uh, kind of an interesting development happened <laughs> during the St. Louis World's Fair. Kind of gives you a little bit of a, paints a little bit of a picture of who Zach Mulhall was. He's kind of an interesting guy himself. 
There was a fracas, a little fight that broke out between an employee of the Cummins show and Zach Mulhall over the way that particular employee was treating Mulhall's horse. Uh, in the midst of that uh, little fight, three men were shot, um, one of which was fatally wounded. Um, so he later died from from it. Not too good. Yeah. So uh, and that was the innocent bystander, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly how it went down, but you know there was a, a fight that broke out with Mulhall and this guy, and pistols, shots flew. were fired, and shots fired. People were some innocent bystanders got got the worst. Not end good. Of anyway, so Mulhall, um, he was banned from the fairgrounds entirely, and dismissed from the Cummins Wild West show. So. Mulhall was kind of kicked out of the of the Wild West show that was there in the uh, in the St. Louis World's Fair, but not wanting to miss the opportunity um, of the St. Louis World's Fair itself, Mulhall, you know, who was kind of a, an entertainer and promoter at heart, um, he set up his own Wild West show. It wasn't technically officially part of the fairgrounds, um, but it wasn't too far away from coming show. So Mulhall would end up setting up his own his own little. And um, most of the performers um, that Mulhall had recruited um, kind of remained loyal to him. So he ended up taking a lot of the uh, the performers um, with him to that show. And Will Rogers, being that he knew Mulhall from the old days, went perfect with, fit in. Yeah, went with went with fit. Mulhall, and that's so he continued to perform there. Um, he continued to perform with Zach Mulhall through um, October of 1904, and for the remainder of the St. Louis World's Fair. You know, one interesting thing about when he was performing. Um, we talked about how they portrayed Custer's Last Stand. Uh-huh. Will actually played um, several times a cowboy instead of playing an Indian, yeah. although he was Indian, Native American, Cherokee. Right. Um, in a um, when they did Custer's Last Stand, he was the last guy to fall down in, in one of the re- battle reenactments, yeah. which is just kind of ironic. So um, I found that, and you go to his book as well. Um, another thing about the fair. Um, Seeing as the population was only like 70 million people yeah. in North America at that time, uh, there was over 20 million people that went through the turnstiles. Yeah. Um, so you're talking like, you know, almost half the population, you know, which is unbelievable. Right. And it's it's really amazing. Um, just shows you how popular the wild, the, not the wild, uh, the St. Louis, the uh, World's Fairs in general were, were, were at that time. You know, we talked about. We keep bringing him, bringing him back up, but uh, Frederick Jackson Turner. We talked about him and his presentation. That was at a World's Fair, you know. There right. was uh, so that's it was a, it was kind of a big deal um, during the time, and it was really really neat things that uh, that happened. Yeah, and so the um, Wild West shows and the uh, the relationship that Will Rogers fostered with Zach Mulhall was uh, really important because it kind of um, helped establish Will Rogers. You know, not just it kind of took this. Uh, career idea of, of performing, and really Zach Mulhall kind of is the guy that made it happen a little bit. Because, um, you know, once he got back to the United States, it's easy to go back to your old life and, you know, go back to the ranch. And yeah, and I, and I read in you got his book, he, he wanted, when he came back, he wanted to prove, um, it seemed to everybody, that he wasn't living off daddy's money. That's right, especially you know? to his dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. which is great. It's yeah. admirable. Absolutely. Know? Jacob, um, you know, Will had something else on his mind around 1904. Can you guess what that is? Not boots, not spurs, <laughs> not chaps, like you're thinking. I know you're always thinking about chaps. Yeah. What was it? Maybe his future wife to be. Yes, you got it. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Jacob doesn't get anything for that. He just gets to sit across from me. Yeah. Um, 1904, Will, he was really missing Betty. 
Um, Betty Blake, that is. Um, ironic enough, uh, oddly enough, maybe that wasn't the right word. She was. She came to the World's Fair. Didn't know Will was performing. Had overheard one of the uh, girls at the Indian Village when she stopped by there. Over over, or she overheard him, her saying um, that she had been to a performance of Will Rogers earlier in that day. She was like, "Okay, well, I just heard Will's name, Kazing, you know." Right. She went over there, um, quickly wrote out a note to give to Will. So I thought that was pretty neat. You know, just automatically, yeah. I'm going to try to reach Will. Of all the gin joints in all the world, I know. Boom, she was there. Yeah. So meant to be. So she wrote this note. Five minutes later, the note was given to Will. Um, and he actually wrote back. Um, he answered it. He said, dear old pal, which usually I wouldn't say that to any girls in a text. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dear old pal, what you up to? Yeah. Want to hang out? Yeah. Um, he said, I was sure, so glad to hear from you. And it is only a rumor that I didn't want to see you right now. Um, so he invited her to basically come back to the, the racetrack, see his show yeah. later on that evening. Um, and this is where it kind of gets a little funny, actually. Um, when he came out, uh, Betty was watching the act, a little nervous, you know, probably for Will, because she's seeing him for the first time in a long time. Yeah, since he's been around the world. Right, exactly. So he comes out, instead of wearing his regular costume, where it's chaps, a colored shirt, and a handkerchief around his neck, he came out in a full get-up Mexican um, rodeo outfit. Right, right. Um, you know, sort of like the likes of Oropesa would have worn, you know, right. like we talked about in the other podcasts. Uh-huh. And she was embarrassed. He came right. out, I mean, it was tight. It was gold corded. It yeah. was hilarious. Look, you can Tassels. only imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they build him as the Mexican rope artist for the evening. Right. Which so he goes from playing a cowboy in Custer's Last Stand, being a Native American, and then they have him play a Mexican uh, rodeo uh, cowboy. You know, so they had him playing everything. He yeah, could, he that, could do it all. And that was the thing with the Wild West shows. You know, they were you'd be playing you know all sorts of different things as the throughout the show. Yeah, definitely. And it's just kind of funny that you know. <laughs> Go see a girl that you like, and you know you're head, you're wearing yeah, this. Yeah, and you know we didn't expect that, you know, or maybe he did. Maybe he was, you know, because he's Will. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I thought that was one of the funnier things that happened. Um, and you know, obviously, we'll talk more about Betty Blake and Will's right. blossoming relationship um, throughout this podcast. Um, so uh, I guess we could we could end her right there. Pretty much wraps her up. Uh, this one is a little bit shorter, but uh, you know, here we're going to get into. Uh, you know, what Will does, um, you know, in years to come, uh, in, in the future, he's going to continue performing and um, work a little bit more with Zach Mulhall and then go into things like vaudeville and things like that. So uh, we're going to we're going to end it right there. And um, next, uh, like I said, next week, we'll uh, we'll pick, kind of pick up where we left off. But um, before we go, um, I, just a couple things. The. Uh, Sources we used this time was uh, The Papers of Will Rogers, Volume 2, as well as, you know, Ben Yagoda's biography, which we've used. And old Betty Rogers' biography as well. That's right, Betty Rogers' biography, too. Oh, yeah. So um, we want to thank the Will Rogers Memorial Commission and the Will Rogers Memorial Foundation for making this podcast possible. Also, special thanks to Calvin Frank there behind the glass. Big C, big money. For producing this uh, podcast and making us sound good. And also... The Move Trio for all the yeah, music they provide. Yeah. Just great musicians, I hear. They are great, yes. Oh, man. So, anyway, thanks for uh, tuning in, and we will see you next time. Guys, uh, look forward to hearing you. Actually, we're not going to hear you. You'll hear us. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, episode seven. <laughs> <laughs>